the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to His Life Revealed with Pastor Todd Granger of His Life Fellowship in San Antonio, Texas. We're glad you've chosen to join us today. Our passion at His Life Ministries is to help believers know Him and show Him. So we keep it simple. It's just about Jesus. Our prayer is that the Holy Spirit will make His truth plain to you so you can walk in freedom and enjoy the life of union that God has designed for you to live. And now, here's Pastor Todd. I see so many Christians that are just living with despair and hopelessness because their fixation is upon the things of this world, because their fixation is on the trials and the tribulations of this world. And they see this world as part of their existence rather than the truth that they are spiritual creatures who are only here for a short time. And in this walk, we are to know Him. That everything that touches our life has purpose. Everything that touches our existence, everything that, that comes to us, and, and sometimes even against us, is allowed by the hand of God that we might know the greater truth of who we are. And even more important, that we might know the compassion, the gentleness, the healing, the restoration, the redemption, the fullness, the wholeness, the truth of our God. If we don't know these things, if we don't know who we are, then we'll despair and we'll lose hope. Another thing that's important for us, it's equally important for us, is to know who we're not. Now, think about that. It's important that you know who you're not. That you are not part of this world. That you are not like every man. That you are a new creation, made for God alone. That you do not share the same ideals, the same goals, the same nature as a man without God. Paul in this first chapter of Romans is describing the condition of the lost. And if we look at this as a contrast in behavior... If we just see the differences between a a good man and a bad man, we miss the point. We miss the greater truth. Because this is not about behavior. What he is doing is he's contrasting or he's revealing to us a life of a man who is not a child of God. He is comparing the life of flesh to the life of spirit. He's comparing the spiritual man to the fleshly man. You see, if you're a child of God, you were born again in spirit. 
You don't belong to the same birth. You do not have the same history. You do not have the same lineage as the man of flesh. For his birth goes to Adam, and your birth goes to Christ. Now we say that so often in church, and I think people just hear it and it goes in one ear and out the other. Because if my life is in Christ, and my birth is in Christ, then I am different than the lost man. And it would follow that if I am different in my creation than the lost man, then I can't live the same as the lost man lives and expect to find any fulfillment, any sense of purpose, any sense of significance or truth in my life. I can't. The fish cannot live like the dog. They're two different creatures. They require two different environments. They live totally different. Their systems are different. This is what we're looking at. There is a difference between that which is born of the Spirit and that which is born of flesh. And when we see the condition of man without God, which we will look at, when we see with clarity the condition of man without God, then we can see with equal clarity the intervention of God in the life of man who saved and captured the man of flesh. The man of flesh who had no desire for God, had no hope of knowing God, had no desire to know God, was walking away from God, who was literally in enmity against God, who had no desire within him to go any further than he had already gone, who was literally hostile to God. This man, this man here, That's who I was before Christ. That's who I was. And you know what, Christian? That's who you were. And then you see the intervention of God. But think about it. This whole world is geared towards sin. Did you realize that? It is. That society is anti-God. That even our government, to a large degree, is becoming anti-God. That the people around you walk in the reality of flesh, not in the reality of spirit. That everything works against the truth of who you are as a Christian, and everything works for the man of this world. That's the way it works out. And in the midst of that deception, in the midst of that that animosity towards God, in the midst of all of these things, God reaches out. There is something within us that tells us we need a God. And God reaches out and saves us and receives us. We see with clarity our need for Him. A mind that could not even, could not even tolerate the idea that there was a God before willingly embraces the truth of God now. It's the miracle of salvation. It's the work of the Holy Spirit. In Romans chapter 8, turn there, Romans chapter 8, verses 5 and 6, Paul writes about the differences in the way those born of the flesh think from those who are born in the Spirit. Romans chapter 8, verses 5 and 6. For those who are according to the flesh and are controlled by its unholy desires set their minds on and pursue those things which gratify the flesh. 
But those who are according to the Spirit and are controlled by the desires of the Spirit set their minds on and seek those things which gratify the Holy Spirit. Now the mind of the flesh, which is sense and reason, without the Holy Spirit, is death. Death that comprises all the miseries arising from sin, both here and hereafter. But the mind of the Holy Spirit is life and soul peace, both now and forever. Now, if you have a mind to, I would take a little pen or pencil and I would underline that little word, are. So Paul begins with, for those who are. Is that doing or being? It's being. They are controlled. They have one goal. They are living for one purpose, and that is to gratify the flesh. But those who are, according to the Spirit, again, identity, are controlled by the desires of the Spirit, set their minds on and seek those things that gratify the Holy Spirit. There are two different people in this picture. They are different in their nature. They are different in their desire. They are different in their motivation. They are different in every way save their humanity. In verse 6, Paul points out the differences in the way they think and reason. The mind of the flesh is death. Now notice it says, is death. It doesn't say becoming death or like death. It says, is death. Not can be death, but is death. It is literally devoid of true wisdom. It is devoid of any hope of bringing life to its its bearer. It is death. It is the tool of sin. It is an ally of the enemy. And the truth is that the enemy uses it in his intent to destroy the soul. To take the soul. The mind is always the enemy's avenue to conquer the soul. Any of you found that to be true? It's always that way. But the mind of the spirit... The mind of the Spirit is life to us. A man's reasoning grows out of what, who he is. And we're going to look at Romans chapter 1, verses 22 and 23. And what I want you to see is the difference between the man of flesh and the man of the Spirit. And there is a huge difference. But if we don't recognize that difference, if we don't embrace that difference, then here's what we see when we look at these verses. That's the way the bad people live. These are bad men and women. They're lost men and women. I am a saved man or woman. But look at the emphasis. The emphasis is on your humanity. And that is not where the emphasis belongs. It does not belong on your humanity. It belongs on the truth of who you are. You are a child of God, a spiritual being. Why am I putting so much emphasis on this? Because you cannot possibly walk in this earth and and live in this earth and walk around and have relationships and live life in a normal way without it becoming totally fleshly for you. Unless you understand that your life is not in the flesh, your life is in the spirit. You've got to embrace that. 
Because if you don't, then what you believe you need, what you believe that you have to have, what you believe is giving you life, is all in the flesh. And you got the Spirit. You know, so much, I lived so much of my Christian life believing that being a Christian was all about the Spirit helping my flesh be what it's supposed to be. Did you ever live like that? That somehow God is going to take my flesh and make my flesh the right Christian it should be. That's a lie. He has recreated me. He has put within me His very Spirit. And He changed the dynamic of my life. Now, I have a choice. I can either live in the truth of my spiritual identity, or I can live, as the Bible puts it, as Paul puts it, after the flesh, according to the flesh. You know what that really means? Pretending to be flesh. That's what it means. Because you are not. Yes, you wear it. We all wear it. But that's not who you are. What do we always say around here? You are not bodies with a spirit. You are with a body. A simple saying, but it means a lot. In the previous verses that we looked at last week, and in the two we're looking at today, we see the hostile rejection of God by the lost. You know, this condition of theirs leaves them, as I just pointed out, in an ever-increasing depravity. They are literally void of wisdom and reason. They cannot think any higher than, than themselves and their appetites. They are blind and consumed by what they cannot see. So, for context, I'm going to begin reading verse 18, chapter 1 of Romans, verse 18 through 23. For God's holy wrath and indignation are revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who in their wickedness repress and hinder the truth and make it inoperative. For that which is known about God is evident to them and made plain in their inner consciousness, because God himself has shown it to them. For ever since the creation of the world, his invisible nature and attributes, that is, his eternal power and divinity, have been made intelligible and clearly discernible in and through the things that have been made, his handiworks. So men are without excuse, altogether without any defense or justification. Because when they knew and recognized him as God... They did not honor and glorify Him as God or give Him thanks. But instead they became futile and godless in their thinking with vain imaginings, foolish reasoning, and stupid speculations, and their senseless minds were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools. Professing to be smart, they made simpletons of themselves." And by them the glory and majesty and excellence of the immortal God were exchanged for and represented by images resembling mortal man and birds and beasts and reptiles. As I mentioned last week, we looked at verses 20 and 21. And what we're seeing is the condition of a man without God. And the faculties that were designed to facilitate a relationship with God, to literally be tools through which the Spirit of God 
would work in the new creation have become faculties that are rendered futile, rendered useless, will only create more depravity. I'm talking about the mind principally. Their godless minds have become puffed up with vain and foolish reasoning. They believe they are wise in their godless notions, yet they become progressively senseless. Now look at verse 22. At the front of that verse it says, Claiming to be wise. Claiming means to allege or to pretend. This verse could read, and I like this, if you take it from the Greek, literally it could read this way. That the more of their wisdom that they acted upon, the bigger fools they proved themselves to be. The more of their wisdom that they acted upon, the bigger fools they proved themselves to be. This is not them becoming fools. This is them proving themselves to be fools. And you need to understand that. Because the lost man is born a fool. Now, if you're lost, I'm sorry, but that's the truth. Because, well, the scripture says, fool is said in his heart, there's no God. And when we're born without God, we're born a fool. That's the truth. I'm sure there are a lot of people who be insulted by that, but it's a reality. You see, the truth is that anything, the foolishness is the opposite of wisdom. And wisdom is not knowledge. Wisdom is literally God himself. It's the truth of God. It is the truth of God as the Spirit articulates it to us. Wisdom is what God is to us. It's not what God gives to us. He is only that to us if we are his children. The lost man doesn't take advantage of that. He has no access to it. This verse makes it very clear that apart from God, the actions and the works of the lost man will continue to be foolish and devoid of wisdom. Now even today when we see the godless that are in a position to make decisions that affect our society, what we see is they twist the truth and lead the society into foolishness and imbalance. The wicked prosper at the expense of everyone else. Now, we've got a little bit of experience in this. We're seeing this today. Do you all know what a prism does? How it takes the light and it literally bends the light? Any truth that comes into the mind or before the knowledge of men without God gets bent. It literally gets twisted for their own use. They take all truth, the truth of creation is an example. It's very clear to them that God created the heavens and the earth. They have bent the truth. They have literally twisted the truth, the reality of His creation, in order to substantiate their separation from God. But we see that also in men in power who refuse to acknowledge God for who He is rather than just a name. And everything that they get, and everything that they receive in the way of light, gets bent towards their own end, doesn't it? Notice that they make simpletons of themselves. Who makes them simpletons? 
they make themselves that way. In other words, they reveal themselves to be simpletons. That means they reveal themselves to be as foolish through their actions and their words. What's more is they're proud of their reasoning. And this is what drives many of us nuts. Pride blinds a man to his foolishness. Pride blinds him to the truth. And in the effort to lift ourselves up or to protect ourselves from appearing to be foolish, we just demonstrate our foolishness, don't we? But they are proud of their wisdom. They're proud of their knowledge. And the more they assert it, the more foolish they become. This is what the Scripture is telling you. Thinking themselves to be wise, they become as fools. They prove themselves to be fools. Pride blinds us to the truth in every circumstance. There are always going to be circumstances where life challenges us. And if we enter into pride, we we are blind to God's purpose in it. We also forfeit the blessing of watching the spiritual man, which is you. The spiritual man that is you come to the forefront in the midst of that circumstance. When we allow pride to blind us in the midst of whatever we're going through, we become blind to the fact that God has allowed it, that God has purpose in it, and that God will sustain us, and that God is our wisdom in it. We become blind to His life within us, and we literally lose the purpose of why we're there when we take on pride. When we take on pride and we enter into circumstances, it is immediately, the circumstance is immediately analyzed and sifted for how it meets our needs. Isn't that the truth? But that's not the purpose of it. How are our needs met? In Christ. In Christ. In everything that you go through in life, there is a need being met. Because in everything that you go through in life, the purpose, the point, is the revelation of Christ. And Christ is your need. And Christ meets your need by His life within you. We are not paupers in truth. We do not walk blindly. We walk in the revelation of Christ and we are rich and abundant in the life that we hold within We don't need to forfeit the blessing that He has for us. Rather than entering in with pride, rather than regarding our flesh as being the the truth of us, rather than becoming blind to His life and insensitive to His presence and deaf to His wisdom, let us recognize that we are spiritual creatures and that we are with Him in His life when we enter into everything, when we wake up in the morning, when we proceed out through the day, when we look at the things that are facing us. Let us not be like the foolish man. Let us not be like the man who is who is separated from God. Let's be like the child of God that we are and embrace the truth of who we are and embrace the day knowing that all things have purpose. If you woke up this morning, God had purpose in it. What are your eyes fixed on? What are your eyes fixed on? What are your goals? What are your aspirations? Do you recognize that He is the greatest goal of our lives? Not that we attain Him, For we have Him, but to know Him, as Paul said, to grow in the truth of His presence and His life within us. 
When we become blind and deaf and proud, we lose the truth. Isaiah 47.10 For you, Babylon, have trusted in your wickedness. You have said, no one sees me. Your wisdom and your knowledge have led you astray. What led them astray? Their wisdom and their knowledge. And you have said in your heart and mind, I am. Now listen to that. The reason that verse stands out is because it, it literally divides and brings forth the truth. When you declare in your mind that you can handle life, that you can figure it out, that you can go forward in your wisdom, that you can walk in in separation in terms of your, your relationship with the Lord, you know what you're saying? You're saying, I am. You're literally becoming God for your life. You're separating yourself from worship. The lost are without the wisdom of God from birth and are becoming progressively worse as they grow proud and confident in their self-proclaimed wisdom. The Christian can choose to live according to the flesh or after the flesh, but they no longer possess the nature of the flesh. Do you recognize that? You can't go back. You can live like you used to live. You can act just like the lost person acts, but you'll be more miserable than they are because you'll be acting in contrast to the truth within you. Thank you for joining Pastor Todd Granger for His Life Revealed, the radio ministry of His Life Fellowship in San Antonio, Texas. We hope today's message has encouraged you to yield to His life in every situation. Rest in His life moment by moment and receive from His life all that you need to show Christ in this world. If you'd like to know more, visit us on the web at hislifeministries.org or on Facebook at His Life Fellowship. And you're invited to join us for worship services on Saturdays at 5 p.m. at 7015 Wurzbach Road. If you would like to help support this ministry, send your tax-deductible donation to His Life Ministries, P.O. Box 1894, Bernie, Texas, 78006. And finally, this coming week, our hope is that the image of the invisible God would be visible in you. And remember, wherever you go, whatever you do, the hope of glory is Christ in you. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.